Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Tony Guerra, pharmacist and publisher, bringing you help succeeding in your career, health, and wealth before, during, and after residency. You can sign up for the email list at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com to get your free LOI template or get editing help working one-on-one with me at residency.teachable.com. Hey, before we get started with the show, I just want to talk about finding your unicorn job for pharmacists. Uh, Later in the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about getting that kind of part-time job that you love and uh, maybe retiring from full-time practice. I think that it's important that you always go to something rather than move away from something. So maybe you're not happy with your job. uh, And I, I think it's instead of just saying, okay, I'm just going to leave, uh, that you you find other people that are doing what it is that you want. So finding your unicorn job for pharmacists, financial freedom, flexible hours, and personal fulfillment beyond the pharmacy counter. Uh, again, if you've never had Audible before, you can always uh, get the audiobook for free. Uh, and then the Kindle's like 10 bucks, paperback's like 15 So um, I definitely think that uh, one of the great ways to, to kind of move forward with your finances is to have either um, a job that you're going to move to or a side hustle that you absolutely love. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, I want to talk to you about becoming a millionaire and uh, why it's important as really understanding uh, what it'll do in terms of uh, your retirement and being able to get out of you know whatever job you want to get out of or uh, maybe get into a job that doesn't pay as much uh, that you're you're more excited about uh, but it gives you a lot of flexibility so what I wanted to do is first kind of let you guys know about money guy it's a podcast I've been listening to quite a bit uh, they're pretty entertaining uh, where they kind of go back and forth and uh, they talk about a lot of money things and uh, I think they do a great discussion of when will you become a millionaire. And what I wanted to do is uh, talk about how uh, that number and uh, the Farm D Money podcast has also talked about this too, but how maybe thinking about the number is actually self-defeating uh, and that maybe it's a, there's a different way that you want to look at money and, and building it up. So I think most people look at money this way, where they look at uh, that... Um, podcast episode said that Ramsey figured it takes about 27 years for the average person to become a millionaire. And so you'd be going from 25. So if you, let's say you graduated 25 years old, you're now 32, 42, 52. Uh, Average person would be around 52 where they become a millionaire. I'm 51 years old. Um, So, and that happened, uh, you know, a couple years ago. So I'll show you first how most people think about it and then how I want you to think about it. So the first thing is that I think when you think about it, you think in linear terms because it's so abstract to think about uh, increasing um, you know, net worth through uh, interest and, and all of those things. And you think, okay, well, if I divide a million by 27 years, that means that I'll need to have saved $37,037.04 each year for those 27 years. And that's nowhere near how it actually happens. Uh, you know that these first couple of years are actually paying down your student loan debt. And so if you're talking about paying your student loan debt and getting to zero, okay, um, and let's say you do it in the traditional 10 years, then you're starting from 35. And so 35 plus 27 will give you 42, 52, 62, okay? 
Uh, and I think that that becomes really defeating to, to think about it that way and like, okay, well, you know, my net worth isn't even zero yet, you know, and uh, I've talked about how, you know, what average net worth is and things like that. What I want to do is give you a different way to think about it. What I want you to do is instead of thinking about it through net worth and a million dollars, I want you to think about it through cash flow. So here's the 4% rule and uh, why the million dollars is one, not enough, and two, I think a defeating way to think about it. So it would have been nice if I could have gone back to my former self and uh, especially if I could have talked to myself in my teens and 20s and uh, taken advantage of you know compound interest over a long period of time, but I, I can't do that. I'm 51, I'm way, way past that. Uh, and there's great new podcast, Late Defy, uh, which uh, kind of really speaks to us and uh, mostly people in their 40s, 50s, and, and 60s where uh, they're just kind of starting their financial journey and, and how that is way different uh, than someone who might be in their 20s, which is uh, why I want to talk to you guys that are in residency because most of you are in your, your you know, mid-20s or maybe early 30s uh, and you guys have tremendous amount of uh, you know, advantage over someone like me who's, who's in their 50s. Um, so uh, let's talk about the 4% rule and understanding what this means. And um, you'll hear this over and over again is that to, to replace your income, you're going to need 25 times what you make. So let's say you wanted to replace $100,000, you need $2.5 million to replace it. And I think that that becomes a little bit abstract. And I think it's a little bit easier to think about it in if I have 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million. Um, so you know, when you're talking about pharmacists, you're talking about what, you know, I've heard that some people are making 80 when they get out of school. And I'm also hearing that some are making 120 and then with sign on bonuses and things like that, maybe even more uh, or, you know, up to 160. And so the idea is how do we replace that income? And the way that I like to think about it is not to think about those big numbers, the one, the two, the three and the four million which I think, um, you know, are, are reasonable numbers to, to think about when you're, you know, in your 20s and 30s and uh, you're able to do all that compounding and, and all that stuff. And, and I wish I'd, you know, kind of just have a minute conversation with myself back then be like, hey, this will matter and you will be 50 one day. And I know you're 20 now and you don't think that that will ever happen. Um, but But this is maybe a better way to think about it. And so the way that I like to think about it is what are all the things that I could put together to kind of create this in the aggregate? So instead of creating a million dollars or two million or three million or four million, um, which I have, it's not that I don't have the, the million or whatever, it's just that you know a million only gets you 40,000. And the other piece of that is that I don't feel comfortable, at least as a maybe pharmacist or the way that I think, um, I don't feel comfortable with taking away um, and what I mean by that is, let's say that, you know, I, I decide I want to retire at 55 and I take my million or whatever it is, uh, and I say, I'm just going to keep drawing down from it. And so I'm drawing down 40,000 the first year, and now I'm down to one, 960. And I wouldn't actually be down to 960 because the interest would bring it closer um, uh, up to, you know, maybe back to a million um, if, you know, I make 4% on it. Because uh, so I take 40,000 away, I make 4% of my, my million, and, and then I'm back to a million. Now, we've learned quite a bit about inflation recently uh, and how, well, that 40,000 becomes less and less and less each year. And so that makes me very uncomfortable to say, okay, well, my plan is to get this big number and then just keep taking away and draw down from it. Uh, my plan I, I like is very different, which is I anticipate myself having a part-time job. 
uh, for the rest of my life. I, I believe that is reasonable. Uh, and what I said is, okay, well, let, let's make one of those 40,000s, and let's say we're trying to get to 160 here. Let's make one of those $40,000 a part-time job, okay? And it, it doesn't take a ton of time to figure out, you know, the math on, on what that would be. So you're like, okay, well, you know, let, let's say I am making, you know, just 50 bucks an hour part-time doing some uh, part-time work at a pharmacy, you know, and I work, you know, 20 hours a week and I work 52 hours a year, that's 52,000. Um, so it works out to be somewhere less than, you know, 20 hours a week, maybe 15, maybe 16, 17, 18 hours a week, something like that. But let's just call it 20. Um, and so, you know, we're making 40,000 from our part-time job. And so what this also allows us to do is take other jobs that are not pharmacy jobs. We don't have to make $50 an hour. We can make much less. Or instead of a part-time job, you have a full-time flexible job that's in a completely different industry where maybe you're making only 20 bucks an hour. Okay. Um, I have a book business uh, where you know I do quite a bit of publishing and, and I have a, a lot of audio books. And uh, maybe I'm one of the few people in the country that makes more from Amazon and Audible than, than we spend. Uh, but let's say that, you know, the, the book business continues. I continue to write good books and, and you know, I'm, I'm still making about $40,000 a year, which um, it, it's probably a little bit more than that. But um, since uh, Amazon or Audible took away the, uh, the bounties in, in the way that they had it, uh, you know, let's say I'm making 40000 a year with my book business or whatever business you have. And then now I have, you know, I'm, I'm just about to pay off a mortgage on my second rental house. So I'm, I'm you know, 13. Let's say I keep around a little more than $1,000 a month um, with each rental house. And so what I'm trying to get to is another $40,000, okay, uh, with three rental houses. So, and it gets a lot easier. You know, once you pay off the first one, then you've got the cash from that one to help pay off the second one. Then you get the second one that's going to help pay off the third one. Uh, and then so that that's another 40,000. And so through a part time job, a book business and uh, three rental houses, um, I can replace that 120,000. OK, and and I don't need to think in terms of three million. I can just think in terms of the cash flow that's coming from these different things. Um, if I turn 55, uh, you know, in, in less than four years, uh, if I took the money, then uh, I would get $20,400. And so I could replace another half of one of those $40,000. Uh, and then Social Security, 2641, if I took it at 62, uh, I would have around $31,000 uh, or something like that each year. And so those are a little bit in the future. Uh, altogether, you know, $14,340 a month. Uh, and, and so that's what I, I really think that this is a much better way to look at it. Uh, and a much better way to replace your income instead of thinking, I have to get to 4 million, that's my number. Uh, I think it's better to start thinking about what are the pieces that you could put together uh, to solve this financial puzzle. This has been the Pharmacy Residency and Money Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You might want to check out our available residency audiobooks at pharmacyresidencypodcast.com forward slash books, or you can get your first book free if you've never been on Audible before. You can work one-on-one -on -one with me to get a better residency that will better suit your career, health, and wealth at residency.teachable.com. Feel free to send an invite to Tony PharmD on LinkedIn or email me at TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. Music was by Policy.